0: This call is being Brown, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody. Uh, this will be your Friday edition. Um, as we've been doing the last few weeks with the Paramount of the Games uh, picking up the strengths of the Games, we've been holding off on the post game show till Friday night. Um, as anybody can tell you, you see the way the news is coming in daily. And again, we just want to give you the most accurate pregame show we can, but it does allow us an opportunity like this. To sneak in, Mark Sessler, before the largest, biggest, most important Cleveland Browns game in 18 years. 18 years. I mean, just crazy. Um, news of the day, um, yes, strikes again. Safety Ronnie Harrison will not avail- be available Sunday. And this has been, Ronnie Harrison has been a tease this year. You got him. It was a player excited about. Him. Got a little playing time. was really good. Then was out with a concussion. Ronnie Harrison made his way back, and everybody got excited about him again. Then a devastating shoulder injury, first play of the Jacksonville game. Gone again. Ronnie Harrison's back. (laughs) Ronnie Harrison's gone again. Um, He's kind of like the father who's a truck driver, I guess, at this point. Um, We're going to get into a bunch of different aspects of this with Mark, and and I'm thrilled it's obviously an important week to have Mark here. Um, Mark, who's been a fan of this franchise as long as he has, and now that we're finally getting the opportunity, um, and we'll see, you know, come what may, and, you know, we're going to find a way to paint this into the prettiest of picture. Um, Maybe a Rocky 2. Everybody always references Rocky 1. He didn't win. Rocky 2 is the one you want to reference, guys. He didn't win in Rocky 1. But, Mark, um, it's been a crazy, crazy few days. Um, I'm sure it's going to have his share of craziness leading up to by the time we finally get to Sunday night. But take us through, you personally. Give me your uh, initial reactions. Now, for everybody else, it was 4 o'clock. For you guys out on the West Coast, it was, you know, is the tuna fish sandwiches ready for lunchtime as the 1 o'clock games are done? What was your initial reaction, Mark? And because I know you were so not skeptical, but you were like we were, we were using the parent phrase, like you were you were taking in preschool, and now maybe it was middle school, they're getting out of the car on their own. And then there were times that's ah, high school, they got a driver's license. I just hope they bring the car home in one piece. But to actually say the word playoffs, not as a joke, not because it's your job, but meaning that the Cleveland Browns are actually part of this.
1: Well, it feels um it feels great i think as a you know just purely from someone who like yourself and anyone listening to this um how many sundays have you put hours and hours into watching this team and been disappointed over and over and so i um it's such a different feeling this season and there's uh i guess with the browns sort of a trust um with the coaching staff and sort of the the front office in general that um i think they earned this they earned this through good planning through good preparation, um, through, I think a mental toughness. And, uh, you know, you could be a team, I guess, like the Chicago bears I'd point to that sort of backs into a playoff spot. Well, I didn't want the Browns to do that. Um, no matter what I, in, in, in the Steelers win was, um, not the prettiest of the season, but there was reason for that. And I, I understand, uh, you know, people looking at the jets and Steelers game and saying, who is this Browns team? If you're an outsider, um, but I think for us, we see, you know, that they've won some games along the way that I think prove who they are. And you're right, that I think I, I went through that elementary, middle school, high school um, relationship with this team. And a lot of it's just because not wanting to um, buy into something that isn't ready to be bought into. But I, I think that this is the stage one of what would be a journey for the Browns to want to do this every year. And this is this is an incredible test to um, go play Pittsburgh. And look, I I don't think that, Pittsburgh is the team that Cleveland matches up particularly well with. But I think that in terms of um, the story of the season, the way that it began against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and everyone sort of saying, these are the teams you don't get by if you're Cleveland, and so we don't totally buy into you. Well, here's a chance, despite um, a lot of really rough uh, table setting here for Cleveland, and that you can prove everyone wrong. And it, even with the everyone who's out, um, listening to some of the players talk and listening to Jarvis Landry today, um, I think that there's a pretty steely mental toughness and belief in themselves. So anything could happen on Sunday night and no matter what happens, um, this season is a huge step forward for Cleveland.
0: Um, look, I mean, it, it, for the Pittsburgh fans, oh, well, we didn't play so-and-so and yada, da, 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 Um, yeah, the Browns missed a lot of players too. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers you lost to a Cincinnati Bengals team led by Ryan Finley. So, I mean, if you just want to show that anything can happen in the NFL on any given week, we've all seen this. We, we've seen it a million times. It's it's silly to the point to play that narrative. Um, you know, And watch in listening to coach Stefanski talk on Monday and, you know, mentioning things, you know, cause it seemed like Nick Chubbs certainly had that 200 yard type of day flow going Sunday. And a lot of people were kind of wondering was, and coach kind of said, well, we kind of had to think about next week too, which, you know, maybe now is probably more than anything, is probably given away maybe some of the game plan is we're hoping Nick Chubb could have a monster day and we can work off of that, um, which works twofold. The offense stays on the field. Big Ben is off of it. Um so I, I think that there's a lot to do with that. But then Mark, we get to you know, Tuesday's news and now today's news um, and the fact that they haven't practiced um yet this week. Because you know, that's normal and totally things you're gonna do when you're getting ready for a playoff run. And, you know, there's that part of you that said, man, all right, you fooled us. All right, we made the playoffs. The greatest feeling in the world. And, you know, 2021, it's January 5th, January 6th. You're back to, you know, just being evil like every other year has been. Um, But I do think in some way it's a small saving grace that at least it is Pittsburgh you're playing. Because either way, you know, you won the game. So you were probably only, only going to add to the game plan. So you'd figure you got to have about 75, 80% in other than, you know, TJ, Watt, Casey Howard, uh, which is you know Hayward, which is going to be when you're playing your fifth guard, going to be a different one altogether. But it's probably a little advantageous that it's a team that they at least know well, if it was a team they had not faced this year, say the chiefs say the bills, and they were in the same opportunity. I mean, you could easily say this game could be 42 to three, and it's just sadly the opportunity, but, you know, without getting to prepare. But that's where the advantage is. At least it's going to be a third time and you just played them last week.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I mean, familiarity goes both ways. So I think Pittsburgh could could make a similar argument. Um, but right, I mean, you don't have to spend probably as much time unpacking uh, who you're dealing with. And maybe it's a, a team you haven't faced in two or three years and you're, you're kind of starting from scratch. Um, that's not the case here. And I think that uh, that certainly helps lighten the load when you don't have Stefanski on game day um when you want to know as much as you can about your opponent and uh i mean i you know i think that i, I think the the, the ha- Alex Van Pelt having to call plays i'm I'm a little less concerned about that um although i think that's a huge Stefanski strength and when he gets into a flow he's one of those coaches that you you know he's he he's pretty good at that and he's proven effective at that um but but listening to him talk and i think he's a straight shooter and i know that he defers all credit to everyone else and and that's sort of who he is and i i don't dislike that about him the opposite i think that's a good quality in a coach but um you know i th- th- he talked about the collaboration even on game days with alex van pelt that you know that there were there were considerations of making alex van pelt the play caller going into the year so there's been a lot of like i think stuff that we would never even see handing over responsibility developing the game plan during weeks so this isn't a totally alien um experience for the browns they they've been really well planned for for corona and covid in general and i think that this um you know succession plan here is not something they just cooked up they knew all along this would be the case That prefer would be hc and that alex van pelt would be the play caller and um here we go i think if anything like um you're not hearing excuses from this team so i i guess in a scenario where i would typically be really really cynical about what could happen um i feel kind of the opposite that you know, and this is more of a fan thing maybe than how the team feels. But I, I think they have nothing to lose. And we a week ago, what, you know, that you beat a short manned um, Steelers team. You're going to get no credit. Had they lost that after the Jets game, it would have been like you weren't for real. Come back next year and let's see. They did. They did what they needed to do, and all that stuff fades into the rearview mirror. And I think they can go in and be kind of loose because the vast majority of people um, that track football think this is not a team that probably would beat Pittsburgh. With every with every man available on both sides, so in this situation, I mean it's one of the more outside of Daryl Bevel being pulled from the Lions game on Thanksgiving, and that went south because they for a lot of reasons i we don't know the effect of Daryl Bevel not being there, but um this is unprecedented for the playoffs we've never seen anything like this so Cleveland in a way is a guinea pig um on the covid front, but that said, I mean if you take away batonio, they have almost everyone on offense this is not there's there there isn't a reason to think that this game should be um non-competitive. It should be very competitive.
0: Look, you still have four four fifths of the best offensive line in football. Um, you have your tight ends, you two have two running backs. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, you probably think Kareem Hunt's gotta be thinking in the back of his head. Um, I need to make a couple of plays. Um, and it's great that he he's doing the intangibles, um, but the production itself has gone down a little bit. And he talked about, you know, this city and being a part of this as well. Um and at the end of the day, you can't get around the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost four out of five football games. That that's a fact. It's not like they're coming into this hot, um, you know, they're, they're not playing their best ball. I mean, when I did the crossover with Chris Carter, who was locked on Steelers for us, he keeps referencing the last quarter and a half against the Colts and which, you know, that's fantastic. But if that's what you're talking about over the last five games going into the playoffs, that's certainly going to call it, give you some pause and hesitation. And for me, Look, we we're we're not really sure what Alex Van Pelt could bring. He could go out and you know just be an absolute maestro Sunday night. Maybe not. But the other side, Pittsburgh says, "All right, we got nothing. We've we've got 16 games of tape. Uh, Kevin Stefanski running this offense, call and plays, wide receivers throw in. Jarvis Landry. You know, they went back into the Freddie Kitchens bag of tricks for a Jarvis Landry uh, rushing touchdown. What do we got on Alex Van Pelt?" We got nothing. And that brings the wild card because there's, you can just say, well, this is what this team does. But Alex Van Pelt's going to have the ability to, you know, manipulate things, do things a little bit differently than maybe coach Stefanski would. And nobody knows how that's going to be until Sunday, night.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's the scenario where 20 minutes into the game, Alex Van Pelt realizes, oh, there's a reason I'm not doing this, but I would like to think that um, I would like to think that he's totally prepared for it. I mean this the one thing about familiarity it's like you're going to get the same drum beats that you get from other Steelers Browns games and you know even last week with with TJ Watt and Cam Hayward out um four sacks for Baker Mayfield and watching that game I think part of that came down to Baker Mayfield um you know I mean compared to some of his other performances I think he 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 created some of those um sacks because of his own sort of awareness of where he was on the field. Uh, There was one where he sort of tripped up and you've got to avoid that. I mean, here's the thing. It's not too much to ask. I also
0: think not to cut you off. I also think in the back of his head, three fumbles the week before against the jets and i think that was something that was weighing in his head look going down is better than losing the football but go ahead no
1: you're absolutely right and i but i would say that you have to have nothing um in the back of your head this time around and 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 we've seen baker mayfield when he's played loose and he um you know i'd point to that titans game i'd point to the first half of the baltimore game where we have seen this offense operate at pristine levels i mean you look Tennessee's defense is a disaster um Baltimore's I think the flow of that game. that was not Baltimore at their best defensively, uh, but the Steelers seem to i mean just being realistic, they have found a way to I think put the clamps on Cleveland's offense time and again, and they're one team that caused them the most trouble. So I'm just putting that out there that the challenge is real that um you know this is probably like most divisional games. we're going to come out of this saying this quarterback or this player on the Browns um, made two or three key errors that they were unable to come uh, overcome. Or you look at Pittsburgh and say uncharacteristically um, big Ben or fill in the blank made a key error And Cleveland's wanting defense. um, The one thing they have done in other games is the occasional big play amid um, a back half of the defense that makes, you know, Mason Rudolph look totally functional a week ago in the second half. I mean, Cleveland's going to have to live with who they are on defense, and you're going to probably have to win a game, I think, like 35 to 30. Um, They can do that with who they are on offense, but um, you're going to have to counteract that pass rush somehow. You're going to have to find a way because they've not found a way to do that against Pittsburgh very well.
0: No, and that's, pretty, it's pretty much been an issue the entire time that Baker Mayfield has been the quarterback of this franchise. We're going to flip it up a little bit. We're going to get a little bit more into the defensive side of the ball here as you lose another player today. But it looks like you know more are coming. Um, look, I guess at this point, more bodies coming in with maybe one more walking out. It, it, I, I, you're going to have to take it because this has obviously been a defense this entire year that's been based on this is what we have. Let's see what we can do. And we'll get some more here on Locked On Browns with Mark Sessler. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can use for more important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts that you can get through rockauto.com. You go and you look at prices, simple example, Honda Odyssey, $353 for a brand new fuel filter. RockAuto, $217. With the help of something like YouTube, you have not paid for your groceries for the week. Folks, on the RockAuto.com. Best of all, again, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And they are same for everyone. Professionals and amateurs. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your cart will ever need, rockauto.com. In the last two days, and we're only talking about you know the guys going out apparently, um, but no, uh, BJ Goodson back. Today, Andrew Sendejo back. And you're hoping for Malcolm Smith as well. Now, Mark, not the most integral players on this team, but there's going to be younger guys treading the playoff waters for the first time ever. And in the back of their head, oh man, we don't have the head coach. Oh man, we're down so many guys. Oh, I made a mistake. That's it. It's over. But you've got a former Super Bowl MVP. Andrew Sendejo has played in football in playoff games. BJ Goodson has played in playoff games. Somebody's got to grab these guys and say, son, look, there's about 45 more of these. So let's worry about the next 45 more. Let's not dwell on the past. Let's not well on it, you know, dwell on anything too long. These guys are good. They are a quality football team as well. That's why we're in the playoffs. You don't get here by accident most times. So I, I it's it's going to have to be the ultimate together thing. And it's so corny. And you go to almost every football movie and you think of, you know, Denzel Washington running them all through the mud in the hills of Virginia. And just trying to realize that when you get to these difficult situations, you've got to understand you're all you got. And It could turn out to be the greatest probably night in Cleveland Browns history, Sunday night, if something. The biggest thing for me is come in and fight with all you got. I mean, we can understand everyone who is realistic about these things. I mean, you can't look at these losses and say, ah, you know what? Suck it up, buttercup. You'll be fine. You understand it's significant. But that being said, you you can't go in there and get drummed out by 17, 20 points where everything looks like garbage and not expect for the next few days for people to say, well, you beat up on the AFC East. You beat, I mean, the NFC East, you beat up. If you want this to be real, this has got to be a 60-minute fight Sunday night.
1: I, I would imagine that Browns players feel the same way. And, you know, who's going to lay down here? I don't see a team that, that will do that. And I'm not trying to be corny with that response. but It's not the um, DNA anymore. Right. I mean, like, try telling telling Jarvis Landry, who's toiled for years on bad teams um, down in Miami and, you know, previously in Cleveland, that this game is one where, uh, you know, everyone around him won't be thinking they have a chance to win. And I hear one thing you said that that stands out to me, if they pulled this off, and you know what, why not talk that way? Because this could all be over in four days, and then we can... We can spend the offseason thinking about what's ahead. But if they ever pulled this off, um, and I understand the Belichick times and the, and the Marty Schottenheimer times, this would be, I think, a top three victory in Cleveland Browns history since the Super Bowl began. If not top two or one, because of, the, because of how it will be viewed um, and who the opponent is. And is so, you have to say, is there a chance? Yes, there is a chance. I mean, this team also knocked out two other AFC playoff teams. Forget those teams over in the NFC, I don't really care. But three, <laughs> if you want to include Washington, I don't, but the Titans and the Colts, um, dealt with Cleveland and came out on the wrong end of that. So anything is possible. Um, for me, it, it just comes down to, I think there is a, there's something about these divisional games that, um, and here's what I'll, here's the situation. If you get down 17, nothing to Pittsburgh, what happens to this team mentally with no head coach, no true head coach on the sideline, um, I, I think this team is a different type of Browns team. And I would point to the Ravens game. When they got down by two touchdowns, every other Browns team I've watched this century would viewed that as the doorway to walk into a nightmare. And they fought back. I just think that this is it. This is your season. Um, you've got the talent, number one. You're not asking for the sky. Uh, it's just that this is a team that the the muscle memory, more for us, than the players cuz so many of these players have not been attached to this Browns Steelers thing. It's more about our response and that has nothing to do with what's happening in the game. This is a this Browns team I find to be quite resilient and maybe that maybe to your point that there's got to even be something going on this week saying we can't practice. We haven't been able to even get together as a team. Baker Mayfield hasn't even thrown the ball and you can add all that up and say it's an excuse, but I don't hear anyone offering excuses. I they're just not And that's good. I mean, just throw all that and say everything is against us. This has happened throughout sports, throughout the NFL, throughout history. Put more on us. Let's see what happens. And if you're the Steelers, there's a different thing. If Cleveland's hanging with you late in the third quarter with all the disadvantages stacked up against them, this Steelers team, to your point from before, has games to look at from this past month and say, which team are we? I think they're also incredibly mentally tough, but there's a lot going on beyond just who's available here.
0: Well, and the other thing, you know, if this gets to, you know, the fourth quarter with six minutes to go and say it's a tie game, one point game, you're Pittsburgh. You got to be looking at the Browns like this is the dog that is not going to get off my leg. Like you know, they're not going to stop coming. And I, I do believe this is now the DNA of this team. Um, we've seen this defense and the fact that we don't sit here week in, week out and just talk about this defense and just say, well, it's a mirror. And it's weird. You know, N.J. Stewart last week. Um, you know, N.J. Stewart had been beat up for a couple of weeks. Makes an absolutely enormous play. You know, turned the tide of the game, got the confidence juicing for everybody. Um, you, you look at the the two plays where they ended up with a field goal. They went after Mink and Fitzpatrick twice. All the players that were off the field for Pittsburgh not playing, no, 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 we'll go right at you, big boy. We're coming right at you. And normally, you know, Mink is, you know, had, you know his, had his fun a little bit at times um, with everybody in the NFL it's just they're just wired differently now um and with guys like baker mayfield who you know look baker mayfield you know he'll it, 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 find I, i'll put i'll put a bigger chip on my shoulder i have no problem what else you know i'm small this oh i threw too many uh, sure go ahead whatever no problem give me more give me more of a reason give me more of an incentive um i think defensively and going back here it's going to be it's going to be really on the defensive line and obviously we say this a lot And now with. Because with Miles hindered, uh, granted he's there, you know, not close to the superstar we're accustomed to. Well, meanwhile, Olivier Vernon basically said for a couple of weeks, dude, give me the cape. I'll wear the Superman cape. You work your way back in. And, you know, and again, he was another player that certainly seemed like he was watching more than we are normally um used to. And you know, maybe is this the week where you know, physically it starts to come around. And you get a player like Andrew Villanueva, who is never really had you know, much success whatsoever against Miles Garrett. Do you get a Claiborne to step up? Um, you know, does Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, just you know have one of these monster games that we see one of these guys? But they're going to have to do something easier because again, we're still not exactly sure. Denzel Ward is going to be the latest one that we have our fingers crossed on. And even if he gets the green light, who knows? I mean, because we don't know, It was Denzel asymptomatic? Was he like Miles who truly went through it? This defensive line, and it probably is one thing that benefits them defensively is Pittsburgh doesn't bring much of a running game to the table. I don't think they truly care, um, and the weather's not going to be an issue where they're probably going to need one. But if you can get to the position where it's, all right, Go chase around the six foot five, two hundred sixty pound guy who can't run anymore. Um, he's got arthritic knees. Um, if you get a shot near the elbow, that may not help him there very much. And you know, for right now, the most success he was having was throwing the ball deep, which you know, January weather usually isn't the best recipe for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, his second Big Ben seconds to throw. Um, it, it's such a different Steelers team than in the past that. Um, Just
0: because- of the size that
1: number right. how
0: quickly the ball gets out of his hand is is insane because he is just a big nothing about him is quick anymore no Not that it really was but he's just a monster human being big people don't do things quickly
1: yeah he um you know i mean think of all the years where his escapability and his um the eyes behind his head and and then in the pocket and He'd he'd dart away for a 17 yard run or something. I mean, that's not that's not Big Ben. He's had to alter his game, and I think their offense has had to alter. I mean, they they're last in the league in yards per game rushing. And I I think you're right. I don't think they care. I think they that's who they are right now, and they just don't have the guy. I mean, James Connor has been a disappointment, and he, he looks slow to me. Um, and you know, some of their horizontal passing has probably doubled for for the run game on some level. Um, but I think it's a it some of it's just like, you know, there the number of productive, dangerous targets and wide outs that they have um outnumbers the capable covermen that Cleveland has. That was an issue last week. And so Ward's availability and you know, what Ward is health wise, is uh, paramount to this game. I think that's you know, my friend Dave damashek talks about a Jenga piece that if this player is not at full capability or not in the lineup, um team goes, you know, exits stage right. I'm not saying that Denzel Ward is the only person that, that you know, fits that category for Cleveland. But when he's not in there, I mean, they get picked on. And, I, you know, Robert Jackson did not go through his entire sporting life to have that. what happened to him last week. That's not an organized way to be introduced to the NFL. And if that's the case again, um, that's the kind of stuff that's not going to change. They'll target him every chance they get. And what's Cleveland's plan for that? What's the plan when you don't have your safety or starting corner? Um, you you know, you know, greedy Williams has talked about you know this or that. Like I mean, they just haven't had the guys, and so they're surviving on defense. And you just have to survive um, in a way where your offense becomes the most explosive explosive version of itself. And, And it and it's it's you know if that can happen, I think Cleveland. I I give them every chance in the world to hang in this game. They're gonna need to play like they're a top three game on offense. And I'm talking like Titans game, first half of Ravens and this, it needs to be that pristine. Cause I don't really count the Bengals games the same way. I think that was a hint of what they could do, but to do it against um, an offense, that's going to counter and counter and counter over and over.
0: Basically what it is, is they're going to have to come out of the corner, throw in everything they got. Um, you, you, you're going to have to strike first. Um, ideally, it, normally I would always say, you want the ball to start the second half. Um, here, I think the Browns would prefer to have the ball first. Um, find a way to get down the field. Get any type of points whatsoever. So that way, right away, you're putting the onus on, look, we're here. We're here. Um, look, you can make, you know, look, yes, we're missing everything. Look at our sidelines. Look at yours. Um, you guys have got 100 people. We've got about 57. Um, but it's, it's just going to be the way you have to do it. Uh, I, I, and I, I said this week that this was going to happen. I'm going to try to talk to myself more and more. Into and I'm going to tell you right now. Come eight o'clock Sunday night, it's going to be Pittsburgh. Stinks. they were never good. Um, heck with this, just winning this weekend. Uh, you know, start making plans for February. We're going to Florida, but it's just being here in the moment. And this is probably and this is what I hate for this entire fan base is just the way this week has gone um, with the Tuesday news, um, just with the world news yesterday in general. Now another you know another kick today with the Ronnie Harrison news for Cleveland Browns fans this is supposed to have been probably the greatest week for the last 18 years and they I, I just feel they're not getting to enjoy this as much as they truly should be
1: yeah or maybe the greatest week is ahead uh maybe there's there's another side to this um but uh, you know it, fans fans aren't really responsible for any of this they don't have to do it's 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 a, it's a totally weird thing because the problem i've always had being a fan is that anything that I'm this passionate about, I'd want some control over. And I have no control over any of this. Um, And the team itself is dealing with something that they have no control over. The whole league is. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, I think, league-wide, how teams proceed next year, if this is gone or still around. But that's for another day. I think that, like, Cleveland's um, finest day could be ahead. Uh, They've gotten this far. And sometimes I think to go through this much, and I would point to, you know, the Titans were – partially responsible for the outbreak they had. But when they were given a chance to play again, they came out like a house on fire and dropped hammers. Because I think when they went through what they went through, how do you respond? They are a very tough team, and they responded that way. Um, I'd like to think Cleveland will too. I'd like to think that you're going to get a very agitated version of Baker Mayfield, um, an agitated version of Nick Chubb, and a defense that says, we get it. Everyone thinks that we're the reason we can't win this game. But look out and see. I mean, it's you know, it's a total roller coaster ride because five minutes into it, um, we might be feeling real different, real good or real troubled. But that's why we watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, five minutes could be from, hey, let me have a Miller light. No, just bring the bottle of Jack. I don't even need a glass. <laughs>
1: just bring right. the bottle.
0: Um, we're gonna get to a little bit more here. And I wanna uh, if we have more obviously we're gonna talk a little bit about the weekend in general because um triple headers both days. Um, We both feel strongly about something in relation to that, but it should make for an outstanding weekend for all you football fans, which is a great idea because we are all ready for some football NFL all weekend long, the NCAA championship on Monday night. Uh, There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. Betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked For your fifty percent welcome bonus, six games this weekend. As I guys, I tell you guys all the time, I'm not big in this, but I love playoff weekends to bet. Um, it's a little bit different this year because the Browns are in it, but you get each game solo. So I mean, it's perfect if you like parlays, teasers. It makes for a fun weekend, big, small, any way you can do it. It's a fun weekend if you like to put a little money down in maybe Christmas time. You know, some people have a couple shekels, extra shekels laying around. Go for it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Mark triple header Saturday, triple header Sunday, the one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock window, um, and we talk all the time, Mark. Nobody smells money like the NFL the you have these games this is going to be the regular mark this is going to be the regular there are going to be seven playoff teams for the foreseeable future in the NFL they are going to continue with these three playoff games per I'm sorry, seven playoff teams per conference. The NFL is not giving money away.
1: Oh, I I totally agree with you. I think that um yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is not exclusive to NFL, but sports programming. I mean, the NFL's been on a roll for so long that their their move is not let's give people more of what they want than contract. I think that this is um a formula that uh, is going to be in place. If anything, they'd find a way to add more playoff teams, more games, more weeks to the regular season. And I mean, this actually, you know, what a what a couple of days. I, you know, it was great to have two double headers, but triple headers have become part of our life. That's how Sundays are. And even you know, there were weeks this season um, where I think they they the NFL came away studying like when games were on Tuesday and Wednesday, and the numbers were still. They had a
0: Wednesday 345 game, and people apparently were
1: all over it. Right. Because this thing is like a regular football is nationalized. Like if, if someone said, hey, let's gather everyone to watch a Milwaukee Brewers Toronto Blue Jays game, no, but but anyone will watch any football game anywhere. And the NFL sits in that window. The NBA had that back in the day for a bit. Right now it's the NFL's, and they're all about um, you know, especially Coming out of this season, they're going to want to find a way to maximize profits. They've lost a lot of money this year um, due to the fan absence. And uh, anything that can trigger bigger television contracts down the road, X, Y, and Z, I think the answer is yes.
0: Very interesting how you found a nice way to uh, slip in the Mark Sessler Toronto Blue Jays in there. Good good job on your part. And to my Browns fans, um, guys, I love you to death. I promise my Mets will take care of Francisco Lindor the best way possible. Anybody uh, wants to migrate on over, I have. I, I I know a guy. I'll get you guys in. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get you. We'll get you around, Frankie. Um, and I'll be honest, guys, it didn't move the needle at all today. My mind is one hundred percent as far as Sunday night and this team, and I will continue to talk myself into climbing Everest. Um, and you know, again, you know, being Ralphie and taking out Scott Farkas in the snow. And uh, you know, getting to play one more week, Mark. All this weekend of games for you. What? Give me. Uh, I'll give you two. Give me your favorite game on the docket this weekend, and then number two, give me the one where you think the biggest upset special, maybe besides the Cleveland Browns. Mark.
1: Hmm. Um, outside of the Browns game, my favorite would be Tennessee uh, Baltimore. I think that's just a fat. I'm surprised that wasn't a night game when i think of the others in terms of an upset because i don't give the bears or i don't give the bears any chance against the saints there is one that's just stuck out on my radar and i don't think there's much logic because washington's offense is one of the worst offenses we've ever seen in the NFL, but I just wonder if something weird could happen in that early window. If Tampa Bay, their offense has been on fire, but if for some reason you got the version of the Bucks that lost to the Bears because of their defensive front, if Chase Young suddenly becomes, you know, Lawrence Taylor before our eyes on national TV, and Montez the-
0: Sweat is no slouch on the other side. He's almost every bit the athlete.
1: Yep. So, I'm just saying, like, in terms of an upset, I don't I think a lot of these are sort of chalky, but maybe something really weird happens there and you get that version of the Bucks that are totally out of sync. Um, that would be, that you would get be a, a wet, surprise. That wet but... field in
0: DC, because it's sure. a crappy field to begin with, and it's wet and it's muddy, and Gronk and Brady aren't moving around so well. And you got these 21 and 23 year old ridiculous athlete pass rushers. It's, it seems weird to say, but that defensive line of Washington have is fantastic. And you know we we seen times at times in these situations where it's just all right, it's over the line of scrimmage. I threw it away, or he's getting rocked around, and no forty three year old wants to be.
1: Yep, yeah, I'm with you. And I I, th- I mean, because I I think part of it is that I, the Colts to me, um, a, a very balanced, good team. They do deserve to be in the playoffs, but the Bills are Super Bowl. Fair in my book. I don't see an upset there. And I, you know, I don't think there is an upset in Rams Seattle. It's kind of like however that game goes. That's talk about a divisional game with a lot of weird stuff happening. That's one right there.
0: Yeah. And and Rams Seahawks, it almost seems like the old days of like Steelers Ravens. Well, you guys won last time. So that means they win next time. So who won last time? Because that's most likely the team who is going to lose this time. Um, You win a rivalry similar to that. I look, uh, Sunday night. Look, look, everybody, just cross your fingers. You know, knock on some wood. Whatever you got to do, pray in God that this is the last of it. Look, this team has literally not been around each other since Sunday. Now, so for God's sakes, hopefully, and for the NFL, well, maybe it it was had something to do with some players being around each other. Look, all you had to do was say it. We knew nothing was going to be canceled. We knew you were not canceling anything, but at least just be honest about it. That's all we would have asked for, because you know, certainly when you made you know, you move things around to make other teams, you know, lives a little bit easier to try and make things worse. All, you, no, Nobody, everybody knew once we hit about week 16, nothing was getting moved. You, you, you know, just, you could have just been genuine about it. Not made everyone think like we're schmucks. I mean, we've all been studying COVID the same here for almost a damn calendar year now. Uh, so you know, it just needed to be said, okay. That being said, we're going to get to Sunday night. Um, hopefully this is the end of it. Everybody will be here. Um, Mark, I'm going to enjoy the living daylights out of it. You know, granted, I, I've lowered my expectations to just give me a damn good ball game. I, uh, you know, I understand. You know, there's deficiencies, and this team's coming in. You know, wounded per se as far as manpower. Just give me a good effort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I, I made my prediction before the Corona stuff happened. I said 37, 34 Browns. And part of me's like, well, that's not a logical prediction right now, but I just don't really care. I'm just sticking with it because um, January invites weirdness, um, unusual events. And I, I totally th- believe the Browns um, were built to hang around in this game and anything could happen. So, so we will see. And, you know, it's, it's an uphill climb, but um, if, if not this week to be all in what week.
0: Every dog has their day, um, and after 18 years, you know, why, why, can't it be, why can't it be Cleveland's? We've seen six seeds win Super Bowls. You've got a puncher's chance. You've got the opportunity. Just go out there and just be the best version of yourselves you can be. He is Mark Sessler, uh, part of the Around the NFL podcast, a uh, fantastic contributor to NFL.com. Um, and, again, I'll keep saying this. One of the great things about COVID is that we've been able to have Mark almost as a regular here this year talk about his passion for this fan base and almost just watching basically baby grow up before our eyes. And again, this time is believable. It's just not a 2020 thing. Um, these conversations are going to be had for you know, the foreseeable future the way this team is currently constructed. The Lockdown Browns podcast, uh, iTunes, Spotify, five-star ratings, written reviews along with subscription are always appreciated. Um, make sure you're following Lockdown Browns on Twitter. Me personally, HF underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, as well over there. Um, everybody, you know, we'll get you your pregame out tomorrow with Pete Smith. Heck, we might do something Saturday. It's really, really, I mean, you just want to keep talking about this right now. And as I always tell you um, to my wife and two daughters, it's not a conversation anybody in this house wants to have. So if we're going to have it with somebody, we might as well record it and throw it on there. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the L Let's go Browns.